In this digital first world, the old ways of recruiting are becoming obsolete. Or are they? The talent demands on every business has put TA squarely in the hot seat. Welcome to Talent Acquisition in the Trenches, a real dialogue podcast with talent acquisition pros closest to the front line. We want to talk to our peers who are actually doing the heavy lifting day in and day out. You're going to learn what their biggest challenges are and how they're being solved. I'm your host, Matt Reimer, and I'm here to talk about TA. I've been in TA for over 20 years, and what I know is that I don't know. I'm here to listen and learn just like you. No scripts, just real dialogue. Talent Acquisition in the Trenches is powered by NACR, the preeminent association for healthcare recruitment professionals focused on education, networking, and providing resources to enable our members to become strategic business partners in the ever-changing healthcare environment. My friends call me Reimer, so friends, let's create some new riffs with Reimer. Thanks for trenching in. Today's guest is Jeff Elman. He is the co-founder of UrbanBound, a relocation platform designed to help healthcare organizations attract and retain talent. Jeff has dedicated his 25-year career to helping people through their life transitions. Since 1999, Jeff and the companies he has founded or co-founded have assisted nearly 50,000 people relocate across the globe. In addition, he also co-founded businesses including Humatol, a recruiting and consulting firm, Home Scout, a residential real estate company, and Hireology, a hiring platform with over 10,000 companies using their software, primarily in an applicant tracking system, but it does much, much more. Originally from Michigan, Jeff resides now in Chicago and calls himself a troubled Detroit Lions fan. He can often be found dreaming of that elusive Super Bowl championship. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be here. So you have created, co-founded a significant amount of software and businesses really over your, your career. Would love to learn and dig in and, and live a, you know, learn a little bit more about the serial entrepreneur nature of you. Sure. You know, it's interesting. The five companies, when we look back at them, they're actually all really interconnected. And I think the key word is, is life transition. It's my first company. I was graduating from college and a lot of my friends were struggling to find jobs. So I started a recruiting firm, leveraging a network that I'd built through friends and family in the Detroit metropolitan area. And that really grew to many college campuses throughout the Big Ten and then beyond, where we went into small, medium-sized companies and acted as our HR department and found top talent and placed them in jobs. But from doing so, what I learned was that most people at that point in my career wanted to move to the big city of Chicago, where they wanted to find a job, they wanted to find a place to live, they wanted to meet new people. So I started a real estate brokerage that specialized in first-time homeowners and renters, event planning company that allowed you to meet new people in the city. So that was how I began my career as an entrepreneur. And I, I found that once you start one company, it's really easy to solve other problems related to the primary cause of the challenges that you're solving when you start a company. That led to UrbanBound and also led to Hireology. So the reason why we started Hireology was because most companies, when I was doing recruiting for them, what surprised me the most was that they lacked a structured hiring process. I would send mm -hmm. over a great candidate and I would ask my client, you know, how are you evaluating these candidates? And most really had no process for knowing what questions to ask in a job interview, what answers to look for that would predict success, tying to background checks, drug testing, skills testing payroll, you know, all these things that really needed to be provided. So we built Hireology to solve that problem specifically for small to medium-sized companies or large franchise systems that want to have a structured hiring process across mm -hmm. many locations. But my background being in real estate, my background being in recruiting, the biggest problem that I saw and the reason why my business partner and I started UrbanBound was that in the healthcare space, 
what we saw was, and this was a dangerous trend a decade ago, and it's become even more of a trend in the last few years, is that there's a tremendous labor shortage in healthcare. And most healthcare organizations, when it comes to relocating talent, are all dropping the ball at the same point in the hiring process, which is Matt. And we think you're a great physician. We're excited to have you relocate here to you know, Memphis to work for St. Jude. Here's your job offer. Here's your start date. And here's a lump sum of money of X number of dollars, call it $10,000. Mm-hmm. You'll get it in your first paycheck. We'll see you then. So think about yeah. the experience that that physician has to go through where they need to relocate themselves and their family to a community they know nothing about. And they're just being given money until good luck with the move. So our goal was to really look at relocation and build software that gave everyone a proven process to follow while being mm-hmm. connected to all the best suppliers that you would need. So if you need to find the best house of goods partner, the best realtor, the best auto shipper, short-term housing, learn about schools for your children. The platform introduces you to everything you would need all in one centralized place while also containing costs uh, for healthcare organizations, which are typically overspending by millions of dollars per organization when it comes to relocation. Yeah, it's a, it's always been a, a significant challenge, and you know, kind of the you know me you know being in in healthcare, you know, one of those challenges that you know sometimes you know rears its ugly heads for executives, you know, physicians. But then you know, I think as you know, as the the workforce has become more mobile, really you know, top to bottom, you know, from executives down to you know staff level folks, even folks coming right out of school. I'm I'm curious though, like this this you know this overall environment. You know the 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 whiplash, if maybe we we could call it that, of you know the pandemic. You know then the this jobs boom that happened post pandemic. You know till now. You know inflationary. You know times with you know house prices going up. You know from where you sit, which you know you're you're relocating. You know thousands of people a year, right? But, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about the environment? And I was talking to a head of TA here actually just this morning about this, this very topic. You know, is it becoming more challenging for people to move? And if yes, which which would seem to me mm-hmm. to be, you know, at least how, how maybe an outsider would look at it, you know, in organizations that are getting people to move, how are they doing it? Well, I'd say a lot of them are doing it poorly. And I would say this, mm-hmm. this is the most challenging time to move in U.S. history. You can break it down to the smallest pieces of the move. The people who are coming into your home to, to pack your boxes, to load your goods onto the household goods you know, van line. There's a, such a shortage of labor that they don't have enough drivers. They don't have enough labor to even come into your mm-hmm. home. So there's a backlog. And there's also a supply and demand issue with most people want to move in the same time of year, which is pretty much between call it Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yep. So there's a tremendous problem right now. And to make matters worse, most people, when they're moving in for a healthcare organization, because they're treating relocation as compensation, just giving somebody money, that means they're going on the internet, they're typing their zip code, where they're moving from, where they're moving to. And they're, they're being introduced to all these different potential partners to help with their relocation. And there's a lot of wasted spend. There's no service level agreements in place. So are they background checked? Come into your home with your family? Are they drug tested? Now, there's just so much risk in the world of moving of all your personal items that most organizations just leave it to chance. And mm-hmm. what I think what's sad for me is I talk to so many people who are great at physician recruiting and they'll spend six months to nine months recruiting the neurologist. And then they realize that it's just a gamble. Is the move going to go well? Mm-hmm. Are they going to show up to work on time or are they going to be stuck in the middle of a transition that's not going well because they came across you know, the wrong supplier on the internet? So this is a very challenging time to move. 
I think most healthcare. Are you finding that people are reluctant to move at this period of time, or do you still feel that there's, you know, that American spirit, right, of you know, getting out and and uh, you know, exploring and and uh, making new opportunity for themselves, and they're willing to take some of that risk that you just articulated on. I think they're willing to move if they feel supported. If they mm-hmm. feel like there's being told, you know, good luck here's up to ten thousand dollars, submit your receipts, and we'll reimburse you. You front all the expenses and you figure it out. That's when people get kind of like sticker shock at the cost of moving and the fear of moving to a new city and starting a new job. So there are ways to make moving a lot easier, you know, allowing someone who's thinking about moving to gain access to people analytics that shows you where your future coworkers live, where their kids Mm. go to school, where they go for nightlife, restaurant shopping, being able to quickly make payments on their behalf so they're not having to front money for the relocation. There is a way to make relocation, you know, much more attractive, but Right now, if you're living in a home and you're paying an interest rate of you know three percent on your home, and you need to move, and you're going to have to, uh, if you want to buy, you're going to have a seven and a half percent interest rate. That's challenging. That's that's a big burden on yeah. somebody. So there's a lot of reluctancy to move. Are you right finding now. businesses taking some of that burden on as part of you know overall compensation packages? Are you seeing businesses saying like, hey, like this is just the market, and I'm not getting involved in that, or you know, are you seeing strategies across the board? I'm seeing strategies across the board. I, I think one one of our clients is University of Vermont Medical. I think she was a guest on one of your shows in the past. Yeah, yeah, Rebecca. Uh, yeah, awesome. she's fantastic. And they did something really creative. So in Burlington, Vermont, you know, there was a, there's a shortage of inventory for anything, for apartments, for buying a home. Mm-hmm. So they actually went out and they secured their own inventory. They bought their own buildings. And they're leasing out those buildings, those apartments to physicians, to nurses, to APPs, to make it more attractive for people to move to Burlington. So I'm seeing a lot of our clients do really creative things to win this war for talent. Yeah. Now, now the the types of relocations, you know, that that you do, you know, are they primarily, you know, this executive level talent or do you relocate folks from, you know, right out of school or hey, I've got 3 years of experience, I'm an RN and I'm I'm relocating from, you know, Pittsburgh to Chicago. Do you do those types of things? Yeah. So our philosophy is that everyone, and whether it's the CEO of an organization or an intern, they should all have the same type of relocation experience. They probably have different dollar amounts to work okay. with. They should be given access to the same type of technology, solutions, suppliers. So we support everybody. And a lot of our clients, yeah, I love that. yeah, a lot of our clients in healthcare use us primarily for physicians, nurses, executives, APPs. But then we've got other clients that are Fortune 1000 companies that might use us for an intern class of 500 interns that need to relocate for the summer. Is there any, I'm just, you know, I've been dying to ask you this, this question here is, as I was doing the, the prep for this, but, you know, we, we see, you know, a lot of these, you know, kind of population shifts, you know, kind of happening, you know, from, let's say like the Northeast or whatever to, you know, the Southeast, or, you know, you hear a lot about the out migration and, you know, parts of California into Texas, these types of things. Does that data hold true for you? Uh, do you see those same types of migration patterns or you, does that not show up uh, within your platform? It, it definitely shows up. It's something that we, we track and we report on. A lot of our clients want to know where are we recruiting our talent from? Mm-hmm. And the, the history will show you that, you know, of the last hundred physicians that you've hired, you know, 32 came from this particular state or from this mm-hmm. region. That's really, really powerful analytics that should help when you recruit your next role. Yeah. When, 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 you, when you're going through a relocation process and there's obviously, you know, kind of no pun intended, like a lot of different, you know, moving parts. Um, when, it, when a relocation doesn't go well, 
what, why would that happen? Like what would happen that would make a relocation fall apart? Yeah. Because there's typically two or three reasons why, why something falls apart, you know, at the goal line there. Yeah. I'll, I'll share with you a scary stat about relocation, specifically like the house of good side. So one in four, so 25% of consumer moves, which is what most healthcare workers are today because they're just being given money and the physician and the nurses are trying to the figure out The consumer move is just, hey, here's some cash, do it. Yeah, good luck. Corporate moves yeah. are when you've got vetted suppliers, service level agreements in place. That's all we do is we do corporate relocation. Corporate, okay, gotcha. But consumer moves, one in four go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why they go wrong is typically there's going to be household goods that are damaged or destroyed, or there's an issue with delivery spread where because of the supply chain issues that we're talking about today, the goods can't get there for an extra you know two weeks. Now the physician needs to go find short-term housing and now they need to go back to the employer and say i I couldn't get my goods so therefore i had to go in a hotel or i had to go in short-term housing can you give Mm -hmm. me an extra two or three thousand dollars and all these things continue to add up as additional expenses that most organizations really aren't planning through because they're leaving everything to chance and when you have a vetted supply chain your claims rate goes way down if something does go wrong for example table scratched there's someone there to make it right because that supplier is probably doing thousands of moves versus one as a consumer. So they, they yeah. want to make sure they make, take care of you because they're going to lose a lot of future business if they don't have a great experience. And they're going to give you the top 10% of driving crews and laborers are supporting the moves. So there's all these key things that de-risk a relocation program for healthcare systems. Yeah. So, you know, let's say I'm, you know, listen to this conversation. I'm 13 minutes in. I'm like, yeah, I've got you know, relocation challenges. I don't relocate a ton, you know, maybe I'm relocating, you know, five or six, you know, you know, key, you know, it's called key hires a year, but, you know, through the hiring that we do, there's probably another 20, 30 that are, you know, moving about, you know, the, the country and, and we're just giving cash or so just creating these consumer, you know, moves. Where would one start, you know, in, yeah. in, in like building a program not even like not even bringing technology into the the conversation right but but is, does it start with policy does it start with you know philosophical thing inside of an organization where where would a leader yeah. start even to get their head around improving this and then you know you know what what maybe are some of the things that you see that as they carry it forward to their leadership that they're using as a burning platform to start or to improve or build a program? Yeah. I mean, Matt, that's a great question and something I think about all the time. So number one is it goes back to philosophy first. So if the philosophy is that we want to treat relocation as compensation, we're just going to give you a reimbursement up to a certain dollar amount, or we're going to give you a lump sum of money in your first paycheck. Now, now let's pause there. Is that a good idea in some scenarios? Or like, is that a good philosophical positioning ever inside of an organization? And I know you're trying to, you know, build your business, all that, but like, just, is there ever a reason to do that? The only time when it makes sense is if it's going to be a smaller move under $5,000. You just want to give someone some quick mm-hmm. cash, but otherwise mm-hmm. you're putting a tremendous burden on that relocating employee to figure out the logistics of moving with no support. And oftentimes, so if I'm, if I'm yeah. distributing 5K or above, like I, on a consistent basis, I really need to be thinking about this more from the terms of the consumer base, here's some cash into, hmm, I might need a program. Yeah. I'm not sure with you that the program we're seeing that's really growing in healthcare because most organizations are looking for ways to contain costs mm-hmm. and improve the employee experience. So doing that simultaneously is tr- tricky. 
There, Sometimes a dichotomy that doesn't totally work together, yeah. right? There's one way it works really well, which is the philosophy of no longer treating relocation as compensation and say, okay, we're going to treat mm -hmm. it as a benefit. So mm -hmm. let's take that same $10,000 we're giving today and let's move it over to what's called a managed budget. Okay. So for example, at Urbanbound, in a, in a managed budget platform, I can log in and I can see I have up to $10,000 to spend. And I can mm -hmm. pick and choose what suppliers I want that are all pre-approved by my employer. So I know I'm working with the best in class, household goods partner, auto shipper, realtor, whatever it might be, short-term housing. And I book these suppliers against my budget. And the key here is that whatever is not spent against that $10,000 budget in that example goes back to the healthcare system as a cost savings. And what's mm -hmm. amazing to us at Urban is that 94% of all of our relocations that have managed budgets come in underneath the budget. And it's usually mm -hmm. by a few thousand dollars. So if you take so there's three, a saving. So versus just cutting the stroking the check, what you're finding is hey, instead of sending the ten thousand dollar check, you know, may, maybe the the you know total expenditures are eight or nine k. Yep, and that's that's the most common scenario. So if you hmm. move a few hundred people, you know, many of our clients are shocked to learn that they're saving close to a million dollars annually, and they're improving the experience because they're taking all the risk out of relocation by giving someone a proven process to follow to make the logistics of moving a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So when it's treated as a benefit, right? And let's kind of go down this path a little bit. When it's treated like a benefit, are you then saying that like, hey, then I need to have consistency on how I administer that benefit across my organization? You know, are, are you, you know, kind of suggesting that it, it, it requires a different level of you know, maybe program support inside of the organization. Like I need to have somebody focusing on this, you know, particular, you know, initiative. Is, is, that, is that how I should think about that? Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I mean, the first thing that happens in a, in a well-run program is the, the policy or guidelines is the backbone of a successful program. So benchmarking mm -hmm. is the first step is let's make sure we want to be competitive. And then there's different policy tiers. Typically, you might have one, two, and three, tier one, tier two, okay. tier three. And when you invite someone to relocate on behalf of the organization, they'll have a managed budget where tier one might be the highest price tier of 30000 for the executive and 20000 10000 But it's equitable because it's not the days of the one-off negotiations of people asking for more money. It's just, yeah. here, here's our relocation guidelines based on your job function or based on the origin destination of remove or based on the size of your family, whatever it might be. There's definitely tiering that takes place and it's really easy to manage. And then if like, you know, you've got us, you know, so like, I'm just thinking about a, a negotiation with, you know, high, high po physician or a CEO that we're trying to relocate, you know, if they don't feel that's rich enough or robust enough or, or whatever for their particular situation, are you able to plus that up, take it down? Or is that like where you come in and say, well, actually what we're going to do is we're going to adjust your, your variable compensation and your sign-on bonus or whatever, and then you can, you can kind of deal with it. How, how does that work? Yeah, so what most organizations do is they'll adjust the managed budget. Let's say they originally giving the executive 30000 They might adjust up to 40000 And then mm -hmm. great software would mark that as an exception because you want to look back at the end of the year and, and look at how many physicians or executives did we lo relocate. How many exceptions do we have? Hopefully, you don't have that many. It shows you that you're yeah. giving the right dollar amounts. But if everyone's asking for more money, it tells you that your policy tiers are not high enough and inflationary periods, things like we're experiencing today, you might need to increase your managed budgets by 5%, 7%, yeah. whatever it might be. 
So let's say I'm running an operation right now that's choose your own adventure, right? So for every offer, we're negotiating those out and, and we're, we're, we're maybe not doing it from a program perspective. Where would one even begin to understand in my market, and I've always struggled with this, right? Which is like, hey, in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, when I, when I was the head of TA at UPMC in Pittsburgh, I'm relocating people from you know, as far as the West Coast and as near to me as Baltimore, right? How, how does one even begin to understand for those bands or for that, that in that managed program, what, what are fair amounts to offer? Is that the benchmarking that, that you talk about? And is, is that a, something that's proprietary to your platform? Or is that something that's looked at from across the industry perspective? Yeah. So that's something proprietary to us. So we, we do benchmark. I think that's a critical step to understand where do you typically hire your talent from, but also to understand if you hire someone from Los Angeles to move to Pittsburgh, it's going to be much more money than from someone from Detroit. So therefore, mm-hmm. you, you have to think this physician is going to cost a little bit more money to relocate themselves and their families. And, and a great program will have the tiers already built for you. So it's really easy to know based on the origin destination, here's what the managed budget should be. Yeah. So just to, to kind of press back on something we were, we were talking about, in this, in this time in healthcare, are you seeing the relocations dip down or are you seeing steady state or are you seeing increase? Yeah. Like what, what are you seeing with inside of the ecosystem right now? Yeah, they've skyrocketed post-COVID. Uh, and mm-hmm. the reason why is if you were to talk to most physician recruiters, they will all acknowledge they cannot find the talent in their own backyard. Now, they've already tried that. And, and now they're realizing that to win the war for talent, they have to have a really competitive relocation program. And the best healthcare organizations out there right now are the ones that are basically saying to the, to the recruit, the candidate, we know you're relocating. We know it's not easy to relocate. We've made it as simple as possible. We've got a relocation platform for you. We're not just going to give you money. We should go luck. You're going to have a dedicated relocation consultant. You're going to have software you can access 24-7. You're going to have every supplier that we're going to introduce you to through the platform. And it gives people peace of mind that they feel supported versus the other approach. A lot of great recruiters are learning to tell the right story where they gate to show that they're an employer of choice and they care deeply about the first impression of the brand, which is you're starting your new job and you're moving to work for us. When, when, when the, some of these organizations that you're kind of classifying as, you know, organizations that have it together from a relocation perspective, you know, I think maybe a lot of times people would think about you know, the, this relocation trigger, the event being triggered at time of offer. I mean, I, I think you and I have had some conversations in the past that you actually get involved a little bit upstream. And so I, I'd love to hear your philosophy on like when you get involved in the actual recruitment, you know, of, of uh, like when does, when does relocation come into the, into the dialogue? And then, you know, post hire, like how, how long do you actually stick with somebody? And, and I'm thinking about this from like an assimilation to a new city perspective. Like how, how long are you with them or how long do they have access to your stuff to help get settled in their new city? Yeah. So going back to the first part of your question, the whole candidate experience, you know, the onsite visit, we find that most healthcare organizations struggle here because mm-hmm. usually what they're doing is like the physician, for example, is coming on site for 24 hours. And that is also something that's left to chance. They typically rely on a local realtor to give a tour. But what do we? What's the goal of the realtor typically? It's to sell you, you a sales commission. Yeah, sell you a home. <laughs> so 
the best, and also a lot of times the, the candidate is fronting expenses for the interview. A lot of times the healthcare mm-hmm. organization might pay for their flight for the hotel, but there are Ubers, there are meals at the airport, there's additional expenses, and they're submitting receipts. And then a lot of times because the healthcare system doesn't know what to do, they're not a vendor, they're not on payroll yet. So it takes them you know, eight to 10 weeks to actually reimburse. To get the reimbursement. And that's the first impression. It's like, wow, it took me two months to get back the $600 I fronted for my onsite visit. So what we did at Urban, what this is a request we had actually during COVID from a few of our TA leaders in healthcare. They said, you guys are doing a fantastic job relocating our talent, but we need you to increase our offer to acceptance rates. You're coming in after that. Can you build your software? So instead of relocation packages, to have travel packages as well, where they can log hmm. in for their onsite visit and they can learn about the hostel, how to, where to park their rental car, where to go for dinner, what's the best coffee shop in town, where they can look at the analytics that shows where their coworkers live so they can check out those neighborhoods based on people analytics while they do their onsite visit. So we try to make it more of an exciting journey that wasn't just left to the one-off you know, realtor introduction. So that's something that we recently built. And then we also can turn on expense reimbursement for candidates who can get reimbursed within yep. five days of their interview. So you're, you're really getting involved even before that, you know, just, you know, hey, we now know we're going to bring Jeff in for, you know, a, a round of interviews. Then there's a trigger over to, to you all. And then, you know, then the, the experience curation you know, kind of begins. How, how long do you stick with them post relocation? Like, what's the best practices there? Best practices for one year. So we, we give access to Urban's platform for one year because there's the move itself. But once you actually move, the selling into new communities, it could, it could take a long time for people. It doesn't happen overnight. Well, what are some of the big challenges, you know, for, you know, like, again, we got recruiters listening, heads of TA listening, you know, are there any lessons learned around, you know, maybe not using the platform per se, but effectively recruiting somebody into a new community? Like, are there things up front that you've got to be thinking about, questions you need to be asking, or what can a recruiter do to strengthen a, reloc- a relocated person into their into their? Well, I think a few things. So if we put ourselves in the shoes of someone who's thinking about moving, let's give them the answers to things that we know are causing stress and proactively put it in one centralized place. They shouldn't have to keep calling the recruiter to ask these questions. If they keep calling and asking the same questions over and over again, Eventually, the platform, someone should say, okay, why don't we just put this in one centralized place where they can start to learn everything about the relocation benefits? Is it taxed or is it not taxed? You know, is it, is it would be a common question. So, you know, what we, what we built at Urban is we built for each hospital, they have their own hospital page within the platform. Okay. So I can see everything about that location because a lot of my questions might be location specific. And then I also probably want to understand people specific questions. Like, I would love to know, I've got three kids. So what schools are best for my kids? Or I've got a one-year-old, what's the best daycare locally? I also want to know what apartment buildings are most popular within a 10-mile radius of the hospital. So people analytics, leveraging crowdsource data, anonymizing that data, but giving that to a candidate, giving that to someone who's relocating, that just eliminates a lot of stress. They can see, okay, great, there's 300 people who have relocated just like me to Memphis or to Cleveland or Pittsburgh, whatever it might be. And here's the decisions they made. And here's the suppliers they use. And by the way, here's how these suppliers performed. So those analytics give you confidence. Like if I'm working with this realtor and they've helped 25 people you know, buy in Cleveland and they've all been physicians like me, that's probably the realtor I would want to work with versus someone you know, random. Yeah. Yep. 
So, you know, investment in this, you know, uh, falls in, you know, you know, I guess uh, up against a lot of different priorities for heads of TA, you know, in, in this that we're in right now. And, you know, the biggest priority for, for most heads of TA in, in the healthcare right now is top of the funnel, generating new, unique flow or, you know, re-recruiting flow that, that has already happened inside of the organization. And so outside of the efficiency costs, right? And so, you know, meaning, hey, you know, typically on average, if you spend 10K, I'm going to save you, you know, 15 to 20%, you know, off of that total number. Is there any other data points for, you know, head of talent acquisition when, when thinking about adding a relocation program inside of, in, into their team as it relates to, you know, their ability to, to close more offers or their ability to recruit a broader, you know, network or, or something along those lines. Like, do you have any yeah. case studies or stories around, you know, kind of that idea? Yeah. I talk about this all the time with our clients. Number one is like the career page, the benefits page of most healthcare organizations, physicians, nurses who are thinking about moving. Most don't even mention relocation as one of their benefits, which is a problem because mm -hmm. people will self-select mm -hmm. out of the process because they feel like they're not going to relocate them. So they need to make sure they have that on their career page. Number so just from a pure employee value proposition, yeah. like you just, just, hey, if you don't have it out there, if you're not marketing it, well, that makes sense to me. So that's a good one. Yeah. And then when we talk about like relocation, one of the key challenges we hear right now is retention. There's a major challenge with the retention of top talent right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the reason why people are leaving, if we ask that question, well, think about it. If, if I just gave you money and you made your own decisions with no support and moved to a new community, if you chose the wrong neighborhood, if your kids went to the wrong school, mm -hmm. right, there's a high likelihood, even though you love your job, if your kids are miserable and you're not living in the right community, it's easy to pick up and leave and go elsewhere. So having a great program that gives some of the soft landing into a new community, new community will have a big impact on the back end, which is the retention piece. And the front end, the, the top of the funnel, the attraction, as I was saying earlier, is, is giving the recruiters the stories to tell that we are going to support you with this relocation because we know this is stressful and we don't want to leave this to chance. And it also, it's, it's about, it's not just about like a lot of our clients, are, they don't come to us because they want to save money. They acknowledge the yeah. fact that people go into healthcare to solve problems, yet sure. no one's solving the problem helping people relocate. It's just people have turned a blind eye to it for decades. And it's starting to catch up to organizations right now because most mm -hmm. are looking to solve it and they're realizing that to win the war for talent, they have to have a robust relocation program in today's, in today's world. You just have to. If you're not, you're behind the eight ball and it's going to be really hard to, to attract and mm -hmm. retain talent. Do, do you find that healthcare is behind other industries, like maybe like finance or IT and offering this as a benefit? And, and if so, is there a reason why, or do you, do, do you find that this is a common problem across all, you know, industries? Yeah. I would say healthcare organizations are, are decades behind. Mm -hmm. So most fortune 500 companies, if I were to take all fortune 500 companies, I think all but like three or four outsource relocation. As a benefit. As a benefit. And I, I know the three or four because I've met with most of them. Because you call it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, in healthcare, most handle it through payroll. They don't outsource relocation. They just keep giving people money. Um, now that's changed. I would say in the last two years, we've never been busier uh, because most healthcare systems have realized that this is something really important. 
and it aligns with the initiative of trying to cut costs because if you're just giving people these fifteen thousand dollar checks, there's so much wasted spend. Yeah. So, so you know, if you're listening to this and, and you're in healthcare and and you're not, you know, you're maybe not as sophisticated from a relocation strategy or policy perspective. You're not alone, right? You, you're 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 in with a group that's working to improve and, and kind of get better, you know, at this. Do you, do you find that you relocate any healthcare talent into the U.S.? Meaning, like, are you are you or is most of what you're doing domestic? you know, kind of movement city to city within the U.S.? So there's definitely a lot of movement within the United States, but we're seeing more and more coming to the United States. So in our platform, we built everything about moving from any country to another country and be able to move money in multiple currencies and handle taxes in different parts of the world. So that is something- For healthcare talent specifically. Yeah. So you can log into our platform. You can learn everything about etiquette at a table, you know, at dinner. Um, you can learn about the you know, social customs. You can learn about um, the school systems in the United States or you know, how to register your vehicles and get your driver's license updated if you're getting set up a bank account in the United States. That's all something that causes stress that the software has an answer for. Yeah. Join hundreds of your healthcare TA peers and enjoy the benefits of a Knacker membership today. Free educational webinars, access to our listserv, and discounts to your CHCR certification all of this and much, much more for as low as $80 per person annually. Learn more at knacker.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. Maybe just a couple more questions here. You know, this is just really fascinating for me. And I feel like after we're done here, we'll have a, a really good um, start for, you know, any any leader or any team member responsible for this to, to kind of think about, you know, kind of framing up a program, even kind of stress testing, you know, their, uh, you know, the, their, existing program, you know, if if we were to like draw a pie chart here of, you know, kind of healthcare talent by, and and I want to call it type, right? And, and, and what I'm really kind of searching for here is from a, an executive perspective, a management perspective, and then, you know, let's call it direct care providers, people like right up against the bed, providing care, you know, whether the CRNs, the physical therapists, you know, allied health workers, the folks that we really struggle with. Are most of your moves kind of up in that leadership rank or are you seeing direct care providers move across the, the ecosystem at the same pace that maybe leadership does? And, and why I'm asking that yeah. is, is like, I, I've always kind of, I've always held the narrative, right? That it, it's harder to relocate you know, healthcare direct care providers, like it's harder to move a nurse or it's harder to move a physical therapist. And I'm, I'm just kind of challenging myself here today. Like, is that a, a real idea or is that just a narrative that I put in my, that I put in my head that, Hey, if, I, if I'm a direct care provider, I want to stay in, in the Chicago area and I've got so much choice here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I'm just kind of curious since you know, since COVID has happened, like, is that a bad narrative for, for me to have about people's willingness to move about the country? Yeah. So you're not the only one who felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. I felt that way for a while as well. And most of the relocations that we've been doing at Urban, I would say our executives, their physicians. And then what's happened in the last year is that chief nursing officers have gotten wind of what we've built. And they are the ones that typically give the lesser dollar amount. So I talked earlier about like a $5,000 move. That might be something a nurse would be getting. 
So what we just built, and we set a press release about this two months ago, was we built something called the Urban Marketplace, where okay. as a nurse, instead of having to wait five, you know, to wait till on payroll to get the $5,000, our software will disperse the 5000 the moment they accept the job, mm-hmm. and they'll send a digital repayment agreement. But more importantly, they can log into the platform, and with that $5,000 we just disperse in their bank account, they can be introduced to all the suppliers that we, they're mo- most likely going to use. So they're going to use truck rentals more so than the physician. So they get up to 20% off their truck rental through U-Haul plus one free month storage. It's something we negotiated for them. So what we did in the last year is we went out and created a marketplace of best-in-class suppliers and asked them to put their best possible discount and price behind a password-protected website so it can't be scraped by you know retail me not or whatever it might be and turn this on for nurses and those types of populations. So we can stretch that $5,000 to be worth two times that amount. And that's exactly what we've yeah. done. So across every category, and something really neat that this happened for nurses, we just formed a partnership with Marriott Hotels, where they have a concierge division that the nurse can call into, because a lot of times they need short-term housing. Yeah, The Marriott Hotel brand, they've got a team that will represent their 8,000 hotels, and they'll place the nurse in a property and get them the best possible discounted rate. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So this makes it so easy. The nurse calls one phone number, talks to somebody who represents all the properties. They say, I'm working for this healthcare system. They get their discount if their healthcare system already has one with Marriott. And then they, they can put them at one of the franchise or corporate locations. So mm-hmm. it's just those type of problems are what we're hearing. So that's what we're solving for with technology. Yeah, that's great to hear. All right. So the big question that, that's been burning in my mind here for the last you know 35-ish or so minutes is like, what is the... I guess, craziest or coolest thing that you've heard that has been relocated under your purview of all of these differently relocations? Like, is it some type of prize horse or what is it? I've never asked you that question, but I'm sure that there's had to have been a story along the way of something cool or interesting being relocated. Yeah, we've relocated tens of thousands of people. So we moved a lot of horses. Um, and a lot of a lot of animals. We've relocated a lot of private planes, like smaller planes as well, okay. which I always think is fascinating. How do you relocate a plane? There, are, well, we have partners that do that. I'm not the expert on that topic, but we, yeah, we've, we've so it's actually there. like you know, put it on a cargo plane and ship it, or somebody flies it, or something like that. That's that's the deal, huh? Yeah, well, we've relocated like parts parts of the plane as well. <laughs> but I would say I think horses. You know, there's a lot of fine wine collections out there from executives. Okay. So that's okay. a common request. That would be an example of probably an exception that is outside their policy, but a lot of times it's yeah. approved. Hey, I need this uh, wine cellar relocated yeah. from San Francisco to Chicago. You know, it's part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, it, we've, we've been asked to move everything. Uh, two weeks ago, it was a, a woman who wanted to move. She just had a baby, so she had all of her breast milk that had to be part of the relocation process, which is really challenging mm-hmm. to relocate. So uh, there's, a, there's, there's a solution for that, too. There's a, I think it's something with a stork. I don't remember the exact name of the company, but we had to add them to our supply chain to assist that. That's awesome. man. So really top to bottom, there is nothing that you cannot relocate. There's things that we cannot relocate. But we can Legally, move, we, probably. Yeah. <laughs> we can move most things for our clients. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably a poorly worded <laughs> question. So. All right. Well, hey, we're at 40 minutes. Time goes fast, Jeff. This has been great. I appreciate you standing up to the rapid fire question. It's just one of those things that, you know, some companies certainly have right. And it sounds like, you know, clients of yours are really invested and focused on this. But 
inside of our community, there's a lot of folks that, that, that I talk to on a day-to-day basis that, that just don't have you know, this type of infrastructure. And so it's great to hear what kind of best-in-class you know, is, and, and it's, it's good to learn more about your platform. Somebody would like to you know, interact, learn more about you. What would be the best way to, to reach out to you and, and find Jeff? Sure. A few different ways. I think visiting urbanbound.com and learn more about the solutions that we've built. I'm on LinkedIn with Jeff Elman, E-L-L-M-A-N, and then my email address as well, Elman at urbanbound.com. Cool. Well, Jeff, hey, I appreciate you stopping by the show today and thanks so much. Everybody check Jeff out and take it easy. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. All right. We want to thank you for listening to TA in the Trenches. We are produced by Iron Mike and his team at Ironbound Media. Keep up the great work, team. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and check out all of our episodes at knacker.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. You also can find me out on LinkedIn where you'll find quick show riffs. Feel free to ping me. I always respond. Bye for now.